the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, my friends. Hope you had a good weekend. I'm Dennis Prager. I did not expect Ron DeSantis to pull out prior to New Hampshire. I think most people did, but he did. And he has endorsed Donald Trump. I actually have great admiration for uh, Ron DeSantis. What he has done in Florida is extraordinary, just extraordinary. Ron DeSantis understands that the battle for America is the battle against what he calls the woke, which is another term for progressives and the left. That's all you need to understand, and then America will be saved. That there is, an, uh, there is finally the use of the word existential is appropriate. The left poses an existential cri- a threat to the United States of America. If they prevail, then it will not be the. It will be a country between Canada and Mexico, but it will not be the United States of America. It will be something awful. It will be. It will resemble the Soviet Union, much more than America for two hundred something years. Ron DeSantis understood that. You know that the University of Florida, which he has been working to dewokeize as nearly all our universities are, as you probably saw with the MIT, Penn, and Harvard presidents who are incapable of saying that they would intervene if students called for genocide of Jews. (laughs) It's almost difficult to believe, but that's what happened. So he has changed the University of Florida so much did you see this, that University of Florida is ranked as the highest public university in the country? Oh, University of Florida. University of yeah, Florida. Ben Sass is now the... Yeah, Ben Sass is now the, uh, the head of it. Yeah, we should contact him. He's a big fan of PragerU. He, ben Sass shows his children PragerU videos. He told me this when he was in the Senate. You didn't know that? Because we were on a program together, I think in Nebraska, but I'm not, I'm not certain where it was. I think it was in Nebraska. Yes, he, he, what Ron DeSantis did is extraordinary. Had I been an intimate friend, I would have told him not to run then. Because he, he would have been uh, the hero of conservatives in the United States after Donald Trump for what he had accomplished. And so I don't know exactly why uh, he, he ran. I don't hold it against him. I, my admiration for what he has done as governor of Florida is continues just I mean in in every arena what he's done with the University of Florida uh, how he uh, has made Florida 
synonymous with the, being the free to, freest state in the land of, of what was the free? I mean, when you think, if you ask almost anyone, what is the freest state in the United States? Most will say Florida, and it is thanks to Ron DeSantis. That's quite an accomplishment. Florida was purple. Could go either direction, and he won by 20 points. I mean, I don't want people to forget. That's why I don't. I hate these debates because it's just the, it's what they call the circular firing squad in, in the Republican world. Somebody needs to explain to me what the Democratic Party, during a break maybe you'll explain to me, the Democratic Party has done to avoid having primaries in some states. Are you aware of that? That there was something to that effect that, that Democrats won't be voting? Uh, all right, so I, I will look it up. and It's, it's a rare thing that I do. I'm, I'm just... I think aloud a lot, but when I'm not certain of something, I try to keep it to myself. But this is one instance where uh, I I didn't, and I, I I need to find out about that. What what the, what the Democrats do with regard to elections uh, is frightening. Is absolutely frightening. Ron DeSantis uh, is a great man. People don't know. I mean, what, what was? Didn't he? Uh, wasn't he? Was was he was was he a Navy SEAL? Yeah. I mean, that alone. I mean, you know how extraordinary that is. The, the the physical and mental capacity of a human being to be a Navy SEAL. I don't know if Navy SEALs have decided to go woke. I really I don't know. And to do what Sports Illustrated did, open it up to everybody. You know. Uh, Sports Illustrated is, uh, has fired uh, virtually everyone who works for Sports Illustrated. I, I, I don't know how the magazine will survive. I also, I'm not sure, but I suspect that it's going woke ended its appeal to people. If you have a swimsuit issue and you feature uh, qu- quite heavy uh, women in uh, uh, scantily uh, clad scanty uh, bathing suits what what is the point that you wish to make so people will of course say well you know you prager you, you got a big belly so that's fine but i don't i don't po i wouldn't pose for a bathing suit issue that's fine you know i'm overweight that's that's not the field that i would enter you, if i don't i don't want affirmative action in modeling modeling has a certain criterion United Airlines has uh, has now opened uh, itself up uh, to uh, saying that their pilots will be chosen by race, and half their pilots will be chosen by race and uh, what they call gender. And this is the stuff that Ron DeSantis has fought. And... He uh, he deserves tremendous credit for what he has done to Florida with Florida. I mean, you have to understand. I mean, it's not not long ago that Florida was considered, as I said, purple. But not only that, uh, Florida was not taken all that seriously. It was basically regarded as a retirement home, certainly South Florida, as a, as a retirement home for uh, Northern liberals. 
that that was uh, that was how it was understood. My my parents were a perfect example. They they lived in Brooklyn, and they had a uh, they bought a, a condo in uh, in Miami Beach many 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 years ago when it was still affordable. And so they'd spend their uh, their winters there. My parents were not wealthy, but they they had enough money to do that. Uh, so I'm I'm well aware, and that that's all people thought of. It was a retirement home, and now uh, it is one of the most dynamic places in the country, one of the most dynamic states. Joseph Ladapo is the Surgeon General. Now uh, he's a black man who's not celebrated by the NAACP. You know why? Because he's not a leftist. The NAACP is interested in left-wing blacks, not in non-left-wing blacks. Same with the National Organization for Women. They don't even protect women's sports. What is the latest obscenity? Golf. Yeah, that's right. So this this disgusting human being who has now won the 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 uh, the, the golfing uh, competition, the golf competition. So he's come out with the line of, you know, uh, I, there's no advantage uh, in being a man here. This is golf. Oh, oh, well, K- Caitlyn Jenner said that. Caitlyn Jenner, who was opposed, who has opposed a transgender women, that is males who say they're females from many sports like swimming, but he's, he's okay with it in golf. So here's a question for Caitlyn Jenner. Why is there women's golf? If there was no advantage to being a male in golf, why is there a women's golf competition? My friends, you, you must understand that left-wing positions are not simply immoral. They're incoherent. They're logically incoherent. It, it was like the head coach of the New England Patriots. I'm still driven crazy by this. If you don't see race, that's racism. By the way, I think it was is the Tampa Bay coach who just said the opposite. There's, there's, a, there's an NFL coach who just said the opposite. The whole point is not to see it race. That's exactly, that is the whole point. Six million Jews would have been alive if the Nazis didn't see race and didn't see, uh, didn't see ethnicity and didn't see religion. It is, they're sick. Leftism is a sickness of the soul. It, it destroys the mind as well as the conscience. The, the absurdities that, uh, that they come out with. So... Oh, he was deployed with Navy SEALs, but is not a Navy SEAL? Okay, fine. I assume that uh, that's still a compliment to him to be deployed with Navy SEALs. They wouldn't have deployed me with Navy SEALs, let us put it that way. They might have brought me to give a speech. <laughs> we'll return in a moment. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, There's something to be said for being at the right place at the right time. Those words couldn't resonate more than when talking about buying gold. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed, Coin, and Bullion. It is my choice for precious metals. When you're buying a house, is your preference to buy when the mortgage rates are low or high? Would you prefer to buy gold when the price is low or high? Curiously, most customers wait to buy gold and then purchase when it's a panic buy with soaring prices. 
Nick Grovich, AmFed's owner, had a client recently tell him, I'd rather buy gold 10 months too early versus 10 months too late. Don't wait and panic. Timing is everything. Call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion. Nick's been in the industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build long-term relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call AmFed Coin and Bullion for a free coin performance review. 800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. That's a new one. Hmm. I played for you last week the, the head coach of the New England Patriots, uh, who uh, might be terrific in many ways. Human beings are complex, but he's a fool when it comes to the issue of race. I mean, truly a fool, because he, is, he has assimilated leftist ideas, which are not only uh, evil, uh, but they are uh, always stupid. Men give birth is not just a uh, an evil idea. It's just, it's stupid. And uh, likewise, if you don't see race, that's racism. I give the analogy because when I give this analogy, you realize how imbecilic that statement is that the coach made, and and many uh, many whites and blacks all all have imbibed the leftist message, which is incoherent. The example is, as I've said, can you imagine if Germans didn't see race, didn't see religion, didn't see ethnicity, hmm, that would be anti-Semitism. You, now you realize how stupid a comment the coach made? Stupid? And yet, the I bet at least half the students at Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Berkeley, agree, agree with it. When I say if you go to college, the odds are you'll be rendered stupid, I, I, it's not a cute line. I mean it literally. You graduate stupid. Stupid people taught you how to be stupid. So I now have discovered that the owner of the New England Patriots was at the same press conference as the foolish coach. Now, by the way, he said he's the first black, he's not the first black coach in the NFL, is he? He's the first black coach of the, of the Patriots, exactly, yes. So there's always a, it's unbelievable, the first second baseman to, uh, to have stolen the most bases and is Puerto Rican. The first Puerto Rican to steal the most bases in the American League. It, it, it's endless, it, because they want to shove your face into the meaninglessness of leftism. This is meaningful. This is what is meaningful to the empty. This is meaningful to people like, what is it, though, Young Turks? This is the stuff that is meaningful to them. <laughs> uh, it's, it's amazing, just amazing. The, the empty need to fill their void with crap, with nonsense. So listen to the coach, excuse me, the owner of the New England Patriots. Then he was followed by the coach. Here's the owner being asked a question. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Question first, Robert. Uh, Gerard said that uh, being the first black coach was important to him. Curious, what does it mean to you? And if I could ask you, Gerard, have you reached out to any of the folks like, you know, Tony or, you know, Tom and just to 
get their sense of what it, what, what it means to them. You want to start it off? Yeah. Let, let me say this to you. Um, I'm really colorblind in terms of I know what I feel like on Sunday when we lose. And I can just tell you that there's nothing after my family, my passion is with the New England Patriots and there's something else very close second, but winning at the Patriots is my passion. So I want to get the best people I can get. I chose the best head coach for this organization. He happens to be a man of color, but I chose him He's because saying this I next to the he's coach. best to do the job. All right, so hold on. Hold on before the response. That's, that's courage. Mm-hmm. He's sitting next to his color-obsessed coach and says, I didn't pick him because of his color. I picked him because he's best. Wouldn't you think that he would be complimented by that? Wouldn't you think the, the coach would go, wow, those are beautiful words. I want to thank the owner of the New England Patriots. Any other questions? Right? That, that, that's what a guy, by the way, that's the decent thing to say. And it's the coherent thing to say. But no, 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 no. I, he actually then accuses the man who just complimented him of being a racist because he said he's colorblind, and now he will say if you're colorblind, you're a racist. What, you, you wonder what Robert Kraft thought when he heard this? Oh, of course. I had, if he didn't think he made a big mistake, uh, then he, he uh, didn't react in a human way. Or at least he'll say, well, he may be a great coach, but he's a fool. So let's hope his being a fool has no effect on his ability to coach. So now, sitting next to him, after the the owner says, I picked him because he's best. That is so, in other words, according to this coach, you do not pick blacks primarily because they're good, but because they're black. And that's considered by every leftist to be a moral idea. All right, now we'll hear, sitting next to him, after what the owner of the New England Patriots said, here is the fool. Yeah, and, you know, Mike T, he reached out. He's actually from our hometown back in Virginia as well. So uh, we haven't really talked about the challenges. I appreciate, you know, Thunder and the organization selecting me to be a black head coach, I would say... What Wait a minute, selecting me to be a black head coach. The guy just said I didn't select him to be a black head coach. I selected him to be a head coach. Why, why does he think that? Why, why is that considered a great moral thrust forward? He selected me to be a black head coach. Did you not hear what he said? He selected you to be the best head coach who happens to be a man of color. That is what he just said. The the leftist distortion of what is good is thorough. I don't know where it comes from. I know know partially where it comes from. Emptiness. You you need to fill your, your soul that has been devoid of love of country, of love of religion, 
you, you have to fill it with some cause, and the cause is to promote race consciousness. That is one of the causes of the left. The Dennis Prager Show. If you owe back taxes, well, the party's over. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters, millions. Then it's over to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. And why target you but not millionaires? Because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, so you'll probably pay up, plus interest and penalties. And that's why I'm bringing to your attention Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA has war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor, like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and whom to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty-canceling offer. Call 800-245-6000, again, 800-245-6000, or visit tnusa.com slash Dennis. Yes, we are, we are living in the age. I mean, I mean it's the Sports Illustrated. Yeah, we, I mean, you realize... What we have to believe, if we, the what people who are leftists believe, what what good, what rational argument could be given putting rather uh, fat women in bathing suits on the cover or inside a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? What what are you saying? That there there are no aesthetic uh, is- issues with regard to models uh, that anyone could and should model. What are you saying? What cause are you pushing? The hatred of standards is so deep in leftism. After all, the Oregon Education Department said the idea that there are mathematical standards. Uh, is white racism. Yes, the idea that there is one correct answer in math. Look it up, OED, Oregon Education Department. The idea that uh, a a model should not be particularly overweight. I mean, I have thought that many models were way too thin. The modeling industry, not Sports Illustrated, but the modeling industry is overwhelmingly. I actually there was a, a uh, Ukrainian model at um, that one of the participants' relative young man had brought his fiance or is, is it his wife? He has his wife. His Ukrainian model, and she verified my point that it is largely run by gay men who like who like thin women because they're they're boy they have boy uh, figures. It's not a condemnation. It's just an explanation. Heterosexual men generally do not like su- such uh, such thin women. Men have different tastes. Some love very thin women. That's and thank God they do. Some men like very very heavy women. Thank God they do. But obviously, the, if you have to include every exception, then no generalizable rule of life exists. That's why I say the truth is not a left-wing value. 
They don't ask, is it true? They ask, can we catch you? Can we win? Not, is it true? Hmm. Did I play the rest of the, uh, I didn't play the rest of the coach. It's, what is it, like a few seconds left? Yeah, 15 seconds left. The owner of the New England Patriots says he picked the coach because he's the best, not because he's a man of color. And then sitting next to him, he responds, Hmm, no, I'm a black coach. That's why he picked me. Go on. He, he reached out. He's actually from our hometown back in Virginia as well. So uh, we haven't really talked about the challenges. I appreciate, you know, Thunder and the organization selecting me to be a black head coach. I would say what, what Thunder just talked about, that was in the locker room. You want your locker room to be pretty diverse, and you will want the world to look like that. What I will say, though, is I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. That's one of the great moronic comments of, of, of my lifetime. Yeah. I don't give a damn if you're black is racist. It means everything to me that you're black. That's what matters. That's anti-racist. Well, that's what Ibram X. Kendi, the, uh, the godfather of this movement, that's what he says. And he's a professor at Boston University, right? He, he, is the, he is the biggest chair at the university, uh, Boston University. Elie Wiesel was the, the man who had the chair before that. They went from wisdom to stupidity with, with the speed of light. Uh, let's see, in Arcadia, California, Joe. Hello, Joe. Hi, good morning, Dennis. Hi. I, I mentioned my age only because it'll give you some context. I'm 75. In the sixth grade, my parents got me a subscription to Sports Illustrated. I read it faithfully through all of my life, all the changes in life, marriages, job changes. And friends of mine are all avid sports friends. We lived for that magazine. It was brilliant and smart and, and funny and educational. And, and great photography. Great photography. And on Fridays, we'd call each other and say, did you see what they wrote this week? And about 10 years ago, actually, I can remember reading it when President Bush, second Bush was in office, they talk about like a crushing defense as cruel as President Bush. And I thought, where is this magazine going? And about seven or eight years ago. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I want to hear the rest. See, that's the giveaway. I didn't know. That's perfect example. Back in a moment. I, I'm keeping a list of all the things that the left has destroyed. Sports Illustrated is the latest example. And here's a, back to Joe. So this is very interesting. So under under uh, George W. Bush, they wrote in the column something. What was it? There, there, uh, this offense is as cruel as, as George W. Bush. What, is it, what was it exactly? Something like that defense was so crushing it was as cruel as President yeah. Bush. Yeah. And we kind of let that pass. But then here, I don't know, it's probably 10 years ago now, obviously before COVID, everything had changed. They stopped reporting about sports. And my friends in our network, we'd call each other on Friday night and said, did you see what they wrote this week? And subsequently, within a short period of time, we've all canceled our subscriptions. And I keep getting letters from them. We want you back. And I want to, I would like to talk to somebody in, at a head editor and say, not in your, not in this world, never. But 
they let it go. They don't talk about sports anymore. It's a yeah. Know, they it, des- they deserve to go out of business, but it is a tragedy for people who love sports. See, thank you. It's so so important. What this call? The left destroys everything. The there is no arrogance like left wing arrogance. I mean, were there no uh, pro life people working in sports or in any other arena? Why didn't they stick in their views in in columns on sports or auto racing? Well, that's a sport. But they that's what they do on the left. The NFL, which is why I, I have such contempt for the NFL, they will be playing the Black National Anthem at, uh, at the Super Bowl. And that is, is a statement on the NFL's part that there are two nations. There's the, the United States of America, and then there's a black nation. They hate the motto of the country. They hate all three. Liberty, in God we trust, e pluribus unum. From many one. From many one disgusts them. You want to get a leftist angry? Say you believe in the melting pot. That's how I was raised doesn't mean you give up any of your traditions. I learned about the melting pot in yeshiva. Orthodox Jewish school, half-day religious subjects, half-day secular subjects. And I learned that America was a melting pot. Neither the rabbis who taught it to me, nor I ever thought, oh, that means give up being Jewish. Unless, Unless you understand the rot and the hatred of the beauty of America that is on the left, you can't make the country better. Some of you have it in families, and my heart breaks for you. I I just spoke at a conference in Colorado this this past weekend at Steamboat Springs, Colorado, which is three hours west of Denver. It's quite a trek to get there. There's one flight a day, one a day from L.A., Anyway, I spoke there. The Steamboat Institute had me as a speaker. They had Mike Pompeo in the morning. Did you know that? And God Saad was at my speech. It was, it was a very big conference. And uh, it is my habit to ask conservative parents, do you have children? How many children? What's your batting average? That's how I do it. Those are the three questions. If they say, what do you mean by batting average? I mean, share your values. And basically, it's about half half of the children of conservative parents have, ch- have a children. Half the children don't share their values. Some cases it's none. Some cases it's all. It balances out to about half. A man told me, again, I, I, can't, I, I want you to know I have to hold back cursing and tears. A man told me who was at the conference that his uh, one of his sons has never allowed him to see his grandchildren because the father is a conservative. Now you might say, oh, there must be other reasons. I don't believe it. Oh, I, I believe that is quite sufficient. I know there are arguments because I, I read them in the New York Times. 
when this issue comes up and I read the comments, and they're all New York Times subscribers who are allowed to comment. I'm not going to have toxic ideas in my children's lives. So I, I, don't, I, don't have my, uh, I don't have my father see them or my parents see them. Because a toxic idea, if you support Donald Trump, you're toxic. You might as well be a Nazi. You have to learn to be that bad. Oh, oh, he told me his son went to MIT. I forgot to add that. Isn't that, isn't that perfect? MIT turns out to be a real cesspool. I didn't know that. I thought MIT really concentrated on technology, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. I forgot, though. You know why I made a boo-boo? Because the operative element in Massachusetts Institute of Technology is not technology. It's Massachusetts. <laughs> Oh, my God. Imagine how much happier this man would be if his son never went to MIT. If his son had decided to open up a restaurant instead, he'd have his grandchildren in his life. There are bad leftists. Liberals are naive, but leftists are bad. When you teach people not to talk to their parents and not to let them see their grandchildren, you're really, really, really bad. And honor your father and mother plays no role because they have contempt for religion. They're going to take a religion seriously that tells them that they should honor their father, even if he voted for Trump? What kind of religion is that? Back in a moment. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. So, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You will receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcasts Square, use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and now even flannel sheets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302, use the promo code Prager. Go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code Prager. Hi there, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Hope you had a good weekend. And Ron DeSantis has gotten out of the race, as I said in the first hour. I never understood why he ran to begin with. He is such a great man, great governor, great asset to fighting the left, one of the greatest in the country. He has rendered Florida synonymous with freedom. He has turned Florida into a solidly conservative state. He has changed the University of Florida into a, an educational institution from a, another uh, awful left-wing anti-intellectual institution. I mean, he, he has appointed a, a truth seeker as the Surgeon General of, of the state of Florida. 
Joseph Ladapo, who has been on this program a, a number of times. Well, I always forget. What was the? Where was he? A professor of? What was he? Epidemiology? What? What? Do you remember? Joseph Ladapo is uh, yeah. is a. Uh, he, was he was UCLA. Yeah, I want to. I want to figure this out. Florida Surgeon General. So, what is his background? Because he's let's see, he's forty-five years old. He's born in Nigeria. He's come to my Shabbat dinner. <laughs> it's uh, this is a very wonderful place to be. Let Let's see. Where is? Uh, here we go. I'm I'm sure I'll get a background here. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was born in Nigeria, the son of a microbiologist, immigrated to the U.S. at age five. And he, he was abused. Interesting, I didn't know that. He had sexual abuse from a babysitter. Earned a B.A. in chemistry in 2000. He received an M.D. from Harvard Medical School and a Ph.D. in health policy. You know how well Nigerians do in America? It, it's... You know, for a systemically racist country, it's, it's quite uh, quite remarkable. Let, let me ask you, if you work hard, if you're black and you work hard and you uh, stay, uh, you know, stay in conformity with the laws of the country, you don't get in trouble with the police. Why, why will you not succeed as much as any white in the same circumstances? You, you, the, re, the, whole, the whole point, see, the, again, you have to understand the, the emptiness in, in, the, in every leftist. They don't believe in what Americans believed in. They don't believe in the, in the Judeo-Christian value system. They don't believe in the Bible. Many don't believe in God. Many who do believe in God, it is not the God of the Bible. It is some celestial butler uh, in heaven. Uh, many of them, uh, most of them, don't believe in liberty. So the human being needs meaning. And so they, they have found meaning in race. Amazing thing to find meaning in. Race has no meaning. Not in a decent society. The more race has meaning, the more racist the society is. So the guy got an MD from Harvard Medical School, PhD in health policy from Harvard Graduate School, Arts and Sciences, and uh, he was, uh, let's see, after Harvard he worked at NYU Medical School, Bellevue Hospital, Tisch Hospital in New York City, received tenure at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA where he was a researcher, seeing patients about one day per week. So he, he, taught, uh, he taught at the UCLA Medical School after graduating Harvard Medical School. And, the, the, of course, the, uh, he, the left hates him. They hate anybody who speaks out against the left, which is totally understandable because we pose a mortal threat to them. Any, any one of us uh, is, an, is a threat to the left, big threat. That's why they don't want us on campuses. That's why they want to suppress us. You should all watch what NBC TV did to PragerU and the hour that I spent with the CEO of PragerU, Marissa Streit. You should really watch that. We, we, we dissect 
the the lies of NBC TV. Yeah, I, I don't think it's been done before quite as uh, at all, or certainly not as well. We show you how NBC News is garbage, is is just dishonest, and it, it it's just uh, the the intellectual level. See, this is this is the great secret of the left. They're not only destructive morally; they're not terribly bright. They may have good brains, but a good brain doesn't mean you're bright. Anyway, everybody, most people have good brains. Did you know that? I knew that when I I learned that in the beginning of my career. I almost never encountered a caller who I thought had a defective brain. People are not stupid because their brain matter isn't functioning well. They're stupid because they have opted to be stupid. It is a choice. Almost everything in life is a choice. Ron DeSantis made a great uh, an appointment when he appointed Joseph Ladapo as the Surgeon General of Florida. And he is a hero, Ron DeSantis. The number of Republicans, I don't know the number. But it may be enough to put another left-wing Democrat, which is redundant today, another left-wing Democrat in office. If you don't, if I, there's always a Republican that some Republican won't vote for. They didn't, why did Democrats not have that issue? The left votes for whoever they, they put up there. Because they know that the gulf between Republicans and Democrats is... Pacific Ocean wide. The number of people, uh, how many, this is a a really important question. I would take calls on this. Between Nikki Haley, or to be correct linguistically, among, between is two, among is more than two. Among Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, See who who will oh, oh oh Vivek Gravaswamy. Okay, just to take the top four. Is there any one of them who, if they had been nominated, you would not you're a Republican and you would not vote for? If so, uh, I believe you do not. No, I don't believe. I know you do not understand the threat the left poses to the country. I am stunned at the number of Republicans who have a Republican they wouldn't vote for. Now, I'm not talking uh, about some real, you know, crackpot, uh, you know, in the, in the far end of the, of the spectrum. But I'm talking about mainstream people like I just mentioned. It's, it's very hard to make a good world, let's put it that way. When even people who share your values make really foolish statements. I'll only vote for Trump. I won't vote for Trump if he picks Nikki Haley. I won't vote for, I won't vo- vote for Vivek. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't nominate uh, Ron DeSantis, then I'm not voting for uh, Trump. There was actually a Republican. Who, where was he featured? The, the, do you remember? Some article you sent me. That some guy said, "Oh, it's not. It's not. Uh, 
DeSantis, I'm not, uh, I'm not voting for Trump. That means you're voting for, for the Democrats. Hmm. That's, that's really deep. But what, what am I going to say? I, I marched to a different drummer. To me, clarity is everything. If you're not clear about how uh, existential a threat the left poses to the country, and, and you still won't vote for a Republican. I mean, Liz Cheney, okay, I get it. Liz Cheney is not a Republican. She's only a member of the party. Okay. So citing me one exception doesn't invalidate my rule. There's always an exception. Well, what, you know, like on the gender issue, what about people with am- ambiguous genitalia? Okay, how, how, how often does that happen? <laughs> Here's a new one. I didn't know that. Gringos Locos is owned by a Mormon family. Did you know that? <laughs> That's what they call collective wisdom. You're better than Google. All right, everybody, Dennis Prager here. Well, yeah, also I mentioned to you, you know, worth mentioning again. Trans golfer Haley Davidson, New York Post, wins women's tournament, increasing chances to LPGA qualifier. Is L for ladies? A transgender golfer with dreams of making it to the LPGA Tour has won a women's tournament in Florida, which improved her chances. See, I I don't know if I do her. Uh, I I would say which improved the golfer's chances. I would just avoid any pronouns. Because, Haley, this, this person is not worthy of being honored with the pronoun that he has taken. It has taken. See, my view on the transgender thing is not complex. It's decency with coherence. If you look like a man, act like a man, have a man's name, then I assume you're he, like we have assumed all through history when we meet somebody. It is exceedingly rare that you don't know the sex of the individual that you're speaking to. It happens. So I have on occasion said to my wife, is that a man or a woman? But it's very, very rare. 99%, no, 99.9% of the time, you just make an assumption. So that's not the issue. If you don't tell me your genitalia, I just look at you and end of issue. But if you have a beard and you wear a skirt, I'm not going to say she. Haley Davidson, 30, came out on top at the NXXT Women's Classic, January 17th, 35 miles northwest of Orlando. Davidson, a Scottish native, residing in Florida, won after being three shots behind with two holes to go before forcing a playoff following play on the 18th hole. NXXT Golf is a professional women's golf tour focused on elevating women's golf. 
So why did they allow him to to play? I don't know. How do you elevate women's golf with men? The tour's mission is to prepare the world's best young women professional golfers for a successful career on the LPGA Tour. I don't understand it. I really don't. The win propelled Davidson to the top. Listen, I hope these uh, these men win in every in every one of these sports that allows them to play. That's it. The, the, it's the only way we'll have any clarity. Do you know why they do this? They're cowards. The, cowardice is the human norm. Courage is rare. That's why I say I, I, I have studied goodness more than evil. Evil is far more natural to the human condition. It is evil to trick women into losing to men. It's evil. If you don't like evil, how about bad? It's really bad. So why did they really why did they really do bad things at the LPGA tour? Why do they do that? Why do they lie that they're there to elevate women's golf when they allow a man to compete in women's golf? Because they're cowards. They don't believe in this. They're cowards. Like the NFL is cowards. That's why they're playing the black national anthem at the Super Bowl. Not because they believe they were two different nations. Oh, yeah, the the truly woke young ones who went to Ivy League schools believe it. But the NFL, Roger Goodell believes that? He's a coward! Because cowardice is the human norm. That's all. It's hard to be a good person, my friends. Very hard. It's easy to be a nothing. Out of the five tournaments held in the league since November, Davidson has placed in the top two twice, along with seven and nine place finish. Along with a trophy and the 500 league points given to the winner, Davidson was awarded $1,576.51, increasing her season total to $4,206.84. I'll tell you this, you're not in LPGA golf for the money. Well, no, no. This is not L. This is to qualify to. This is to qualify for LG. Okay, thank you. Okay. Oh, that money. Okay, I would hope so. This is not. I mean, this is. Let's be. Let's be clear. This is not your road to riches. It is the road to riches. I know. I understand what you're saying. It's the road to. Yeah, but it's not in and of itself. At the end of the tour schedule, ten exemptions will be awarded to the top five point leaders to participate in the Epson Tour. The league is the official LPGA, this is your point, correct, qualifying tour has produced over 600 members who have gone on to play in the largest and most prestigious prestigious female golf organization in the world. Uh-huh. Okay, well, let's, let's root for Davidson. Uh, they, they've allowed this. She allegedly began talking with the tour in 2016, but wasn't deemed eligible to complete until 2021, when at that time she had been on hormone replacement therapy for five years and eight months. So that's it. If you're on hormone replacement therapy, the uh, women's golf will now regard you as a woman. Fascinating. So... Your bone structure, your muscle structure, that, that doesn't count. She also had full gender reassignment surgery by that time. So that means, uh, I don't want to be graphic, but I, it means that gen, the gen, male genitalia have been removed. 
very, uh, very unhappy person. Oh boy, there was a great story in the Daily Mail. The son of a world-famous photographer was extremely unhappy, depressed, and went on social media. Social media said, you're depressed? What you, what you need to do is realize you're probably a woman. He was 15. But the parents said, no, I'm sorry, you're not a woman. You're a boy. And now he's written to thank them for, for not giving in. <laughs> you should go on a speaking tour. Save a lot of, uh, lot of families untold misery. The average PGA Tour golfer's club head speed is 114 miles per hour. The average driver swing, driver swing speed in the LPGA Tour is 94 miles per hour. Isn't that a big difference? Yeah. What does that have to do with gender reassignment surgery? Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. The battle to preserve our country is uh, ongoing, isn't it? Hmm. Let's see here. Painesville, Ohio. Andrew, hello. Good afternoon, Mr. Prager. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm... I'm reading an article in today's Wall Street Journal. It's on the front page, lower flap. The title of the article said, Inside Look Shows How Bid to Fight Store Theft Has Floundered. And the article talks about some retail stores in Portland, like Target, Nike, and REI. They're having problems with crime and shoplifting. And they're trying to get it under control. But because they've tried and failed to this point, they've decided to close. There was a part of the article that said retail executives said last year that elevated crime has harmed store safety and hurt profits. And industry groups have lobbied for greater collaboration with law enforcement. Now, this is the thing that really ticked me off. I'm getting emotional about this, Mr. Prager, because it bothers me. It said this. This month, the governors of California and New York called for new legislation to combat retail crime. Why do we need new legislation to combat retail crime? Can't we enforce the old legislation that we've had since I've been born? Yeah, like do not steal. Yes. How about the old legislation since Moses at Sinai? Thou shalt not steal. Good one, Andrew. Thank you. That was the famous Andrew of Painesville. We all live in Painesville. Well said, Sean. It hurts me to compliment you, Sean. I want you to know that. One minute, I have to take a deep breath. That was a good one. <laughs> I really like I really like that one. 
Alan, we all live in Painesville. <laughs> uh, even if we take relief factor. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. Everything the left touches, it destroys. Throw in Portland, San Francisco, New York City. What was the what was the article I was just reading on New York City? Now they're competing with San Francisco on the feces issue. Yeah. Hmm. And then people vote for them. There is no level of damage the left can do, none, that would persuade the vast majority of Democrats to vote Republican. There is. I am convinced. I'm not kidding. There is no level. They could come out tomorrow and say Hamas is one of the great moral movements of, of the modern era, and it wouldn't matter. Here's a proof for you. Here's a, uh, here's a piece in The Guardian, which you can always rely on for uh, the, the leading left-wing nonsense. Here we go. This is... Who is this guy? Uh, what is his name, the guy who wrote this piece? Stephen Greenhouse is an American labor and workplace journalist. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a workplace journalist? Do you understand what that means? I suppose it means, means he works for big labor? Yeah. Okay, so of course he's a leftist. Yeah. Labor wasn't always left, folks. It was always liberal. It's a tragedy. Labor unions care about workers like teachers' unions care about students, like feminist organizations care about women, like civil rights groups care about blacks. They're all leftist groups who care about leftism. So here's this piece. It isn't anti-democratic to bar Trump from office. It is needed to protect democracy. I worry that the Supreme Court's right-wing supermajority and its anticipated rush to prohibit states from kicking Donald Trump off the ballot will turn the Constitution into a suicide pact. This is, this is the equivalent of men give birth. It is, it, is the up, it, is the, it is life upside down. And this is the crap that is in The Guardian. Crap. If you kick Donald Trump off the ballot, you are saving democracy. Right? The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Well, I've been talking about the world and politics and the world and politics. 
but my show is about everything in life, so I'm going to devote this hour to another subject, a micro-subject, and I divide the world micro-macro, as you well know. Micro is the personal, macro is the social, societal, etc. This is a subject that will hit about half of you, in fact, more of you, more than half, because even if it doesn't involve your family immediately, it probably involves somebody you are close to. So I would say 75% of you have some acquaintance, maybe 90%, with the subject of divorce, and specifically divorce and children. So I might be able to say things that can be of help. I've been divorced with children, and you don't have to be in order to speak intelligently on the subject nor does everybody who've gone through it speak intelligently about the subject, but I'm just noting that fact in the interests of full disclosure. Before I was ever married, I was married at uh, the age of 32. Before I was ever married, I was the head of a institute which had young people Uh, ages 19 to 25, come for all of July, about 90 in July and 90 in August. I was the head of the institute. It was a Jewish institute. And basically, young people ages 19 to 25, so usually college students, would come and spend a month uh, studying a whole whole panoply of subjects, but especially rooted in Judaism, Jewish culture, etc. And I got to speak to every one of them privately as the director of the institute. I wasn't much older than they were. It was interesting that they were they were nineteen to twenty five, and I became director at twenty six. So it was it was an interesting thing to be the director of an institute and be a, a year or, or or maybe at at most five years older than. The, those there, but it worked out just just fine, and I made lifelong friends there from among the students who came. What does this have to do with divorce? So I I mention this because I came to this conclusion before I was ever married, let alone divorced. And I remember saying to friends, because I would speak to these young people quite intimately, one on one about their lives. And you know that I, I'm i not a champion of small talk. I, 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 I really talked about their lives. Many of them came from divorced homes. And I concluded, again, before I was ever married, that it wasn't, in most cases, divorce. If a child was hurt by divorce... I don't, every child is hurt by divorce, but but I mean harmed, let's put it that way. Uh, harmed by divorce. It, it, I'm suggesting some, something permanent. What I, what I concluded was, it wasn't the divorce, it was what happened after the divorce. I still hold that opinion all these years later. It is not divorce that hurts children in the long run, or even in the relatively short run. It is what happens after the divorce. 
I have a particular anger at a few groups of people talking to the micro. Those who, adult children who don't speak to parents, unless the parent is pure evil, and which is rare. And, and those who poison children against the ex-spouse. I have a particular anger with them. What keeps me sane always is the belief that a good God will judge accordingly. And you should be judged. If you poison your child against your ex because you're angry at your ex over the divorce, you, you have harmed your ex terribly. You have harmed your children terribly. But the vast not the vast, a, a, a vast number of people do things based on emotion rather than asking what is right. What is the right thing to do may be about as rare a question as people ask. I forgot to tell my producer, here is a subject I... I have been meaning to do for two months, maybe three months. I rented a car in Minneapolis, and I think I may have mentioned this, but I didn't pursue the subject as I wanted. I rented a Suburban. I always rent an SUV for safety reasons, and because I'm six foot four, and six foot four, and I just. It's hard for me to get into a regular car. And a Suburban's too long for me. It's it's a foot longer than the SUV I have, and that foot is a lot more. Anyway, I got into a tight parking spot in Minneapolis in a parking structure, and the more I tried to straighten the car, the worse it got. And I finally got not within an inch of the car to my left, but less than an inch. I would say you couldn't have put a finger in the distance. And then finally I scratched the car that I was next to. I had to get out of my car through the passenger front passenger door. Happily, there were some passers-by who pulled me out. <laughs> Did I tell you this? I was there. You were there when they pulled me out? No. You were there when I got back to the car. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, oh, so you, oh, so I left it, I, well, I left a note when I, for, so I left a note on the car that I scratched, leaving my phone number. I scratched your, I'm so sorry, I scratched your car. Here's my phone number. And I got a very, very sweet note, actually, text. I'm so touched that you left your number. Thank you. And I said, well, would you like my insurance information and license information? And I never heard back. All they did was say how happy they were. This woman, a woman, how happy she was to know that there are people who would leave their name if once they caused damage to a car. So why do I raise this? Because I want to raise on another hour that I don't do news, 
I want to raise the question, what percentage of Americans do you think would leave a note? What do you think the percentage is? If uh, if I actually, if I could have an answer to a few questions from God about society, I mean, I'm not talking about some ultimate questions, I would like to know the following. What percentage of Americans would leave a note? What percentage of religious people would leave a note? As opposed to the percentage of secular people who would leave a note? What percentage of college graduates would leave a note as opposed to non-college graduates? What percentage of conservatives and what percentage of leftists? The, the, the answer to those questions would really help in one's understanding of life. See, if as many secular, if the percentage of secular people were the same as the percentage of religious people, then you do have to ask the question of what use is religion? If you're a religious Jew or Christian and you wouldn't leave the note, then how exactly has your religion affected you? Now, why am I raising all of this? Because the issue is divorce. I'm raising it because I'm giving it as a proof that most people don't ask what is the right thing to do. The right thing to do is leave a note. The right thing to do is not poison your child or children against your ex-spouse. But it's not the easy thing to do. 1-8 Prager 776. Well, as you know, every so often I discuss a personal issue. I don't mean personal with me, although it did apply, but with you. And it's funny. <laughs> this is really a riot. I'm talking about poisoning kids against ex-spouses. And most of the calls are coming in about the leaving of the note. You know what? I'm going to take them anyway. I'll take either of them. There are two two examples here of people doing bad things. And I think a lot of people. Poisoning your child against your ex-spouse or children and uh, not leaving a note when you've uh, hit a car, like in a parking lot. It's... Uh, Mark in Gardena, California. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Prager? Thank you. Well. All right. Happy New Year. Thank you. Yeah. About two months ago, I'm tinkering around in the garage, and my wife always has a car parked in the driveway, uh, a nice Toyota Avalon. And this happened to catch my eye. I look, and the whole front end just smashed to pieces. I bring her out there, and she's we're both uh, dumbfounded. So we figured that she was in a parking lot and somebody rear-ended her and or crashed and, and hit down. So that was uh, 0-1, nobody leaving a note. The other day I'm in the driveway again, tinkering around, looking at her, and her whole A-pillar is all smashed in, windshield cracked. No note, 0-2. So for for me, it's been a negative experience. <laughs> and it's going to cost her $1,000 because we know a good body guy. So that's one of the things that give, give you that that. Not very many people leave notes, in my opinion. Uh, that's what I think. That's what I think. You know, I'm going to try to find on my phone during the break what the woman who 
uh, I left a note with my phone number, what she texted me. It's, it's very touching. I would, I would even ask her if she'd come on the show. I don't know her from Adam. I, don't, I have no clue who she is. Let's see if I t- do car here. Let's see. Uh, no, it'll take me a long time to find it. Was it was months ago? But but it, it it's got it's it's going to be findable. I just have to figure out how to do it. It was very touching. I I told her, you know, what, as I said, I I hit your car. What would you like me to do? And all she wrote back was how happy she was. You know what? I, I feel the same. If somebody had left a note on my car, after all, I didn't do much damage. It was it was some scrapes. I mean, but it, it, it it'll cost. It, it, she'd have to have it fixed. Maybe even I don't know if there was a dent. I don't remember. I took a picture of it. But I would be so happy that somebody had actually left me a note that I might have a very similar reaction. I'm just happy to know that people like you are out there. It should be obvious. I'm not telling you the story to tell you I'm a terrific guy. I'm telling you the story to tell you that most people aren't terrific guys. <laughs> that, that's the point. You know, it's so interesting. It doesn't render you terrific to leave a note it doesn't render you terrific to not poison your kids against your ex-spouse. There are certain basic decencies that should just be be part of the human condition. It doesn't take that much to be terrific. That was the argument that the ancient rabbis had about Noah. Because it says Noah was a, was a righteous man in his generations. And so they had a big debate, which is... So typical of Jewish thought, debating an issue. So they had a debate. Was Noah a terrific guy or not? And maybe in an evil generation, he was terrific. But with a decent generation, he wouldn't be so terrific. It's an 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 unresolvable debate, but it is interesting that uh, that they ask it. Walla Walla Washington and Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello, Mr. Prager. Thank Hi. you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling. Um, I was uh, just driving around and heard uh, your story about leaving the note, and I, sadly, I think you're about 20 to 25% of the population that would leave a note. Um, it, it struck a memory of me in college. My grandparents came to a see me and were taking me out to lunch and I got into their car and my grandpa uh, backed into a car and uh, <laughs> my grandma said, Einer, and uh, he said, oh, it's, it's fine, it's fine, and, and started to drive away. I said, you're not going to leave a note? He goes, I barely touched it. I go, I can see the bumpers uh, <laughs> a little messed up. He barely, he, said, he really oh, removed the bumper. <laughs> he, he did, and, and what I'm like, maybe this is here or there with you, but he was he was a minister. Um, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's how he made his living for a Adventist church, and he was a missionary um, 
early in his life, took my mom to Ethiopia. So I, I just always had him up kind of on a pedestal, um, morality-wise. But what I I'm curious, was, did, did that affect your your own religious convictions? <clears throat> um, my unfortunately, my religious convictions were were uh, affected before that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm not uh-huh. part of any church, but right, but right. Uh, it mm-hmm. it did it didn't help. It didn't help. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call. The religious people, the behavior of religious people is the single biggest determiner of atheism or theism. If religious people are generally decent and happy, that is the most eloquent argument for religiosity. And if they're basically not decent and not happy, it is the best argument for atheism. Pretty much religious people have it in them to determine the faith of uh, the non-religious. I've I've long, long believed that. Woodland Hills, California. Steve, hello. Hello, Dennis. How you doing? Good. Well, not only, uh, first of all, uh, answer for your first question, I think about a third of the people would leave a note. And religious people, I'd say maybe I'd invert it, say two-thirds of the people. Oh. I think the morality is a little more... Yeah, I, I don't know. I hope you're right. Yeah. But recently, I had to leave a note myself. Dennis, I was parking my car, and I tapped the front of a Ferrari. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I have to admit the car I scratched was not a Ferrari. <laughs> I still would have left the note, but uh, happily it was uh, a run-of-the-mill car, as they say. The Dennis Prager Show. Relieffactor.com might, uh, well, I can't say save your life. It might enhance the quality of your life dramatically by reducing your muscle or joint pain. Everyone I know who takes it, and basically everyone everyone I know takes it, <laughs> at least everyone I know that I've talked to about it, friends and family. Yeah, it is a uh, it it is a terrific product. It's a, a really terrific product. I'd like you to try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work in three weeks, it probably won't work for you. That's what they say, the makers of it. So try it for just nineteen ninety-five for three weeks. And again, cancel your order if it doesn't work. Relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. This is a subject that has mesmerized me since it happened. When I scratched the car... And uh, I left a note on the the windshield wiper of the of the car. You know, you'll uh, the, the the it wasn't serious damage, but it was damage. I mean, they they would need. I don't know if if a dent needed to be uh, fixed, or I don't recall. I just know that it was scratched, and it was in Minneapolis. Anyway, the woman wrote back how happy she was to know that. 
somebody left a note that she has never pursued it since. I even said in, in, in a follow-up, would you like my license and, and insurance information? And she was not interested. So I'm asking what what percentage of people would leave a note? There's a real... So here, <clears throat> poor Steve in Woodland Hills, California, you hit a Ferrari. Where was it, in a parking lot? A Ferrari, lot? okay. Yeah, I hear you. And I, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, I have to be honest. I froze for a minute and wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I sat there in the car, and I said, got to leave a note. Got to leave a note. So I did. It was hard. It was painful. The only thing I'll say in my defense was uh, Ferraris are very low and, and a very long front, and he was about four feet in front of his own meter, but still, no excuse. Anyway, I left the note, and uh, $20,000 later, it was repaired. Now, let me understand something. You backed into him yes. while parking? Yes, correct. So you did enough, you did $20,000 in damage backing up parking? Well, yes, uh, yes. Because Do you I, park I, at 40 miles an hour? <laughs> no, I swear I just tapped him. But you have to understand now, I mean, it's a Ferrari. I think it was a relatively new Ferrari. And I guess <laughs> every little conceivable dent uh-huh. slash, right. you know, whatever, had to be repaired. <laughs> and $20,000 uh, later, it was, it was finally fixed. Wait, so did your insurance company... Uh, Pay the twenty thousand? Yes, they did. Yeah. Now the, the thing I had going for me a little bit is that he was also with the same insurance company I was with. I don't know. I mean, that probably was a mixed blessing for them, you know. But in, it, it was basically dealt with in house. Did he ever comment? To, did you ever meet him? Yes, I did. Oh, sure. He came back to the car. Well, I was working in a restaurant. I work in a restaurant. So, All right, so he came back to the car. What did your note say? I work in the restaurant? And I just said, hi, my name is Steve. This is my phone number. I backed into your car. I'm so sorry. Then why did you meet him? Didn't he just drive away? Well, I, I felt so bad that I kept coming out of the restaurant because was, I was Oh, to meet him. What, did he ever yeah. at any time say, wow, you're a really honest guy? No. <laughs> See, I don't understand that. I... I if somebody did that with me, I'd have said, I just want you to know what a wonderful opportunity it is for me to, to have a little more faith in the human race. God bless you. I mean, I, I would have, you know, the guy hurt my car, and I would have been praising him the whole time. I'm with you. I would have done the same thing. I, no, I believe you. Cause, uh, <laughs> now, so here's my theory. He might not have. You, know, you, you never know. You never know. You never know. That's right. Okay, that was good. So here, remember, I would. This is my dream. It can't be done. uh, Unfortunately, this test can't be done. But this is my dream. We would find out about leaving notes, religious versus secular. By religion, Jews, Christian, Muslim. Uh, well, atheist was the other one. I guess that w- that wouldn't count. But I'd be curious in that way. I'd be curious uh, uh, by uh, ethnicity. I'd be curious by college education. I, I would like to know by every uh, criterion, male, female, 
That, that would fascinate me. Which group is most likely, I wonder if any of you have a theory on that, which group, I have a very high regard for Mormons, I didn't think of the church passed the test of courage during COVID, but that's a separate issue. Uh, but I, ha- I, I, I wonder if Mormons are, would be more likely, I mean Mormons in good standing, would be more likely to uh, leave a note. I wonder, you know, I wonder about rabbis, priests, ministers, I wonder. I don't have an answer. It's a very important question. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.